Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 24 of A Little Nerd Music, entitled A Year of Nerd Music. Happy 24th episode and one year anniversary, Christina. Happy anniversary. (laughs) I'm Kelly. I'm Christina. And we are super, super stoked that we made it one year of recording this this podcast album. I think I'm actually a rock star. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's been really cool. I can't believe we actually did it. I know, right? I know. Like, made it to a year. And I'm literally sitting at my, in my living room right now, and I have all our, like, swag that we just ordered around (laughs) me. It's really cool. We just ordered, like, new business cards and pens, and we have our shirts, and I'm really stoked. Wait, we have shirts? Well... Where I ordered them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't have a shirt. Yeah, I'm hiding it from you. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so, Christina, um, what, how do you feel about being here for a year now? I am kind of shocked that we made it this long. I know. We got really into it. I know. We were just saying before we started recording, we're like, remember when we didn't have enough to talk about? And now we just don't shut up for like two hours. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so if you guys have listened since the first episode, you'll know that we were kind of like, um, uh, a lot. Like, never had anything of importance to say, and maybe we still don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but in honor of our one-year anniversary, we want all of you guys to email us with our your favorite moments, discussions, episode titles, episodes, whatever it is you guys want, and tell us what you'd like to hear more of in the future, or less of, if you want to. Probably people will be like, less Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. You should probably turn off this episode now, then. <laughs> um, yeah, so we want to hear from you guys what you guys think of the... <laughs> of the podcast in the past year. Yay. Um, so we're going to start with a little fandom news. First of all, we want to say congratulations to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard on their marriage. That was fast. Really? I thought they've been together forever. No, you're thinking of his other girlfriend, Vanessa Paradis. No, I, I know that. No. I thought I'm not they were... get them confused, but I really thought they were together for a long time. I don't know. Maybe I just think that they. I just think that they didn't because she's so much younger than him. No, she's they've like... been together three years. Really? Yeah. But she's way younger than him, isn't he? Like fifty. Uh, you know better than me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. Anyway, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Whatever. <laughs> oh, he's fifty-one. Good job. Yeah, wow. And she's like she's like my age, our age. 28. I was about to say, no, she's 28. Then I realized how old we are. <laughs> well, you're not 28, but I am. 27. Booyah. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I don't have this on the, on the notes, Christina, but we are recording this on February 5th, so I doubt he's listening to it, but happy birthday, Darren Chris. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Girl. I know. I know. Um, We want to say congratulations to our VIP listener, Ryan, on his new job. Yay! Um, We want to thank you for listening to our podcast every time it comes out and telling us what you think. And we've 
we think that this year would not have been the same without you listening and having your friendship. And we love our little figures and mine sitting on my desk. And Christina will get hers when I see her. I, I had to wait till July. Yeah. <laughs> I told him I wasn't going to see you till July. But whatever. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, in a little news from our alma mater. Yay. Congratulations to Santa Clara Broncos own Andrew Pappenfuss. 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 <laughs> Whatever. For his return to the court following the removal of his brain tumor. So congratulations, Andrew. We are so happy for you that you've made a f- recovery and you're able to come back and play. Go Broncos. Yay. Um. So, Christina, you have a little news here that I'm a little... Is it a book? Is that what you're talking about? Are you asking if To Kill a Mockingbird is a book? No, the sequel. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? Yeah, um, they're releasing a sequel novel. Oh my god, how dumb do you think I am? That's why I got confused. I was like, what? I, I Yeah, see, because when I think sequel, I think movie. <laughs> oh dear. Well, also because To Kill a Mockingbird was a really good movie. Yes, it was. Um, but that's really awesome. If you guys are have re- read it in high school or, or you are in high school, you will eventually read it. Well, it is def- To Kill Mockingbird is definitely one of the great American novels. Yeah, but it's great. This sequel she actually wrote before To Kill a Mockingbird. Wow. About um, Scout going home and visiting her father like in the 50s during the Civil Rights Movement. Mm-hmm. And her publisher said, hey, you know what would be really cool if you wrote it from the point of view of Scout as a kid. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Cool. Well, if you guys haven't read it, I definitely recommend it. It's one of the few books I actually read in high school. I love it. I love it, too. It was good. Um, John Cameron Mitchell has extended his stay as Hedwig on Broadway in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yay. And if you guys don't know, he's the original Hedwig. Um, George Takei? Takai? I never know how to say his last name. I think it's Takai. Takai? Yeah. Um, is going to make his Broadway debut this year in the play Allegiance. Do you know anything about this play? Absolutely nothing. N- me either. I thought maybe you would know if it's a musical or a straight show, but... I have no idea. Um, Amy Pascal has announced that she's stepping down as the co-chair well, of Stoney. Well, she hasn't announced. That's the story that broke today. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> she's stepping down as the co-chair at Sony following the hacking scandal. Um, I think we all knew this was coming. Really? I, I uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. After I, you have all that stuff come out, there's going to be someone who is going to take the fall for it. Yeah, there has to be. Well, if you guys didn't know or haven't watched it, last Sunday was the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the New England Patriots on their win. Gag. Is that who won? I don't even know. Yes, it was the Patriots. (laughs) Tells you how much I know about football. Clearly, you Um, paid attention to the game. Yeah. Yeah, I was at a party. I didn't even notice the game going on. But everyone is kind of talking about the Katy Perry halftime show and all the 
dancing sharks happening. Left shark. <laughs> what? It's all about left shark. Oh, okay. Left shark. Yes. My brother-in-law already wants a shark costume for Halloween. You can buy them on I saw somewhere. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, it was an interesting performance. I guess. I have no problems with Katy Perry. I like her music. I think she's a little weird, but whatever. Nothing about the performance surprised me, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, no. I knew it was going to be weird. Oh, I don't even think it was that weird. I think I'm just so used to Katy Perry's brand of weird that I was like, meh. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, based on just comparing that and last year's, I think last year's was way better. I it thought was... Bruno Mars was really good. Yeah, he was really good. And I know, like, my dad watches the Super Bowl every year. He was like, who is this chick? And when he was watching Bruno Mars, he didn't know who he was, but he's like, I really like this music. I think the thing that Bruno Mars did that was smart was he just played it like a big concert. He didn't try to step out of his comfort zone. He just did what he did best. Yeah, he didn't walk in on a giant metal lion or tiger or whatever it was i'm assuming it was a tiger and i actually thought it was kind of cool it was kind of cool but at the same time i was like what are you doing <laughs> i saw this thing on buzzfeed where it was like katie perry's performance is the hunger games <laughs> it's like she came out on like this big thing and cinna was there <laughs> And I was like, it was the Hunger Games. And then, like, the little silver horse people, they're like, look, it's the people from of the Capitol. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then, like, the beach thing was like, oh, she's in the arena on the beach. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, so in case you guys haven't heard, Whitney Houston's daughter, Bobby Christina Brown... Right. Um, We have, we don't know what happened. We don't know exactly what happened. Yeah. But she is in critical condition and we hope the best for her. She's only 21. So I really hope she, you know, is able to pull through. We don't know though. Um, So, yeah. Um, Casting news. I'm really excited about this, Christina. I thought you would be. Emma Watson has been cast as Belle in the live-action adaptation of Beauty and the Beast. And let me just say, Belle is, like, one of my favorite Disney princesses, even though she's not a princess. And I'm super stoked. Yay! Um, so, Christina, you and I were kind of talking about this for a while um, after it was announced, talking about, like, our fa- who we want to be in the cast. Yes. Do we know yet if it's a musical or not? I'm assuming it is because she took like voice lessons for it and was talking about singing like along with the different songs she grew up with. So I think it's just a live adaptation of the cartoon. Oh, awesome. That would be cool. So we kind of talked about who we would like to have in the in the roles. I think my favorite one that you said was Josh Gad as LeFou. <laughs> yes. Come on. Um, and then what? What did, who'd you say is Gaston? Joe Manganiello. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's pretty good. I can't remember who else we said. I I wanted someone for wardrobe, and I can't remember who. Oh, 
I wanted Megan Fox's Feather Duster. <laughs> oh, I wanted um, Cogsworth and Lumiere to be Keen Peel. Oh, and I wanted Cogsworth to be Nathan Lane. <laughs> Um, yeah. So if you guys have any ideas of what you would like to see, please let us know. <laughs> it's fun to, it's fun to, um, you know, dreamcast things, I guess. Yep. My question is, I was trying to think, who would I want as Maurice? Hmm. Because to me, Maurice is, like, such a cool character. Yeah. But he has to be, like, a kind of awesome old man. And I'm like, why do I keep thinking Henry Winkler? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he just sort of strike you as a Maurice? <laughs> um, I did not. I can honestly say I did not think that. Really? But now that I say it, you kind of do, right? No, I don't. No. <laughs> no. That's funny. I don't know why I thought that. <sighs> and then finally, was like Joel Gray or like someone that's played the Wizard or something. Oh, apparently there's um, some new rumors going on about Beauty and the Beast casting. Oh, what's that? Um, well, some people are saying that Tom Felton might be in it. <gasps> oh my god, yay. As what? I don't know. Oh, I think you said Tom, or not Tom, um, Daniel Huddlestone as Chip, right? I think. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, after Into the Woods, Daniel Huddlestone like bugs me just a little bit. Oh, some of the rumors going around for the Beast are Tom Felton and Ryan Gosling. Ooh, both of them are okay by me. I figure you'd have to use CGI anyways, so I guess I'm okay with either of them, depending if they can sing. I think I said Alex Pettifer, right? Like someone who's kind because of Because you're trying to think of anyone who's kind of a douche. Yeah. I also think, like, uh, Ian Summerholder would be a really cool, like, hot douche. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. I, know yeah, I don't know. All the people I keep thinking of, I don't know if they can sing. Like who? Oh, of course, now that you put me on the spot, I don't remember anyone. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, the all-female Ghostbusters have been cast they are Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, and from Saturday Night Live, Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon. I'm excited for this. Leslie Jones is frigging hilarious. <laughs> I love her little segment on Weekend Update where she like talks to like talks real with women where she's like she talks about like relationships and stuff. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm really excited. I for some reason, I just don't like M- Melissa McCarthy. I never really have, but I think that an all-female cast is going to be really good, and I think they're going to play off each other really well. All the guys who are saying, like, oh, no one wants to see women doing this, like, they'll just think that they'll get dirty and gross and stuff. I'm like, shut up. Not these women, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Um, Nick, join it and join us. I love Nick Jonas. <laughs> I can't read. Nick Jonas has joined Ryan Murphy's Scream Queens. Which Do we I... know what this is yet? No, I still don't know what it's about, but it has a lot of good people and terrible people in it. I it's really a wish horror I... comedy anthology. That does not help me. No, it does not. If I feel like it might be a musical. 
Because they have, like, Nick Jonas and Leah Michelle and Ariana Grande. Well, but, I mean, Nick Jonas and Ariana Grande both have a history of doing non-musical acting. That's true. Um, but I know, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It could be. Um, Liam Hemsworth has been offered a role in Independence Day 2. Interesting. I'm really curious about this movie. I didn't even know they were making a second. Yeah, apparently, I think the only person not coming back is Will Smith. Oh, okay. Interesting. I think that's the rumor. Huh. Uh, you're going to get mad at me again. I've never seen the first one. I can't talk to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like everything you love. Is it? <laughs> it's the same guy who did like 2012 and Day After Tomorrow and all that. Oh, it's yeah. the same creator. I do love disaster movies. <laughs> Christina knows this. I'm obsessed with disaster movies. <laughs> the stupider the disaster movie, the better, I believe. You need to embrace the kitschiness. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's some really terrible ones on Netflix that I'm like, these are awesome. <laughs> um, like, I'm super stoked for San Andreas. I think that's going to be awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have problems. <laughs> Um, in movie news, Joe and Anthony Russo will be taking over the Marvel Universe, replacing Joss Whedon after Avengers Age of Ultron. I'm super excited about this. Who? I know I've heard that those names before. They're but... the guys who made Captain America the Winter Soldier. Oh, oh, awesome. Cool. And they're also, I think, doing Agent Carter, at least part of it. Oh, okay, cool. Well... Captain America was so good. Well, Winter Soldier was good. Yeah. Um, big news. Fan- the Fantastic Four trailer has hit the web. Yay. I haven't watched it yet. You haven't watched it yet? No. You know, there's not... Because it's a teaser trailer, there's not a whole lot to it. Ah. Uh. I mean, you see, like, um, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, and uh, Kate Mara. And then I'm like... I forgot Jamie Bell is in it. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's the thing? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it looks pretty exciting. And it'll be, I've never seen, like, movies where Miles Teller is serious. And I know he's done serious movies. So it'll be interesting to see that. And I didn't know he was playing Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. That's funny. Um... But yeah, it was pretty good. You don't get a lot out of it. You just get to see like, oh, they actually made it and it's actually coming. So you wouldn't say it's as much of a teaser as the Magic Mike trailer? (laughs) Oh my God, so good. Uh, In case you guys don't know, the Magic Mike XXL teaser trailer went online yesterday. And oh my God. Um, I posted it on my Facebook and my sister was like, there was so much plot in the last one. I wonder what the plot of this one is. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks awesome. So the Scorch Trials has officially wrapped filming as of this week. I hope so. Aren't they about to start shooting Teen Wolf? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they could wrap and Dylan could be done before that. You know, true. Um, but yay, that's exciting. I'm really excited for it. Me too. The first one, like, 
It was really good. It was way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Granted, I my expect my expectations were pretty low, but still. It's because we. I think we had a bunch of bad adaptations in a row. It felt like. Yeah, we did. Um. So, Christina, there is a qu- quote here that you put in. That we would you like to talk about it? Um. So. We talked about the Oscars last podcast and about the certain trend people noticed in the nominations. Mm-hmm. Certain color scheme, if you will. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So one of the people who was not nominated that people were kind of surprised about was I cannot pronounce his name. David Oyelowo. Okay, that's one of the um. Syllables that my tongue can't form. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, it's yes. David Oyelowo. Yes. Uh, I'm having flashbacks of speech therapy. It's okay. Um, so he said, generally speaking, we as black people have been celebrated more for when we are subservient, when we are not being leaders or kings or in the center of our own narrative driving it forward. So he was talking about how um, black performers get nominations for playing like slaves in 12 years a slave or the butler in the butler but when they're playing like a malcolm x or martin luther king jr then they don't get the nominations that's interesting i never noticed that but now now that it's been pointed out it's true yeah and he was saying that it's because the academy has an issue with like white guilt Hmm. so when they see these um, movies where people of color are driving their own narrative and fighting for their own rights and being leaders and being powerful, they feel guilty for having pushed them down. Hmm. And that's why they don't want to draw attention to these films. Right. I mean, it's well put. That's very, it's an interesting thing to say. Mm -hmm. Where was this? Was it in an interview or? He was doing, it wasn't like, an interview one-on-one. I think it was kind of like an inside the actor studio type situation. Oh, okay. Huh. Judging from the pictures I saw, that was the vibe I was getting. Okay. Interesting. I don't know if the pictures in the article actually coincided with what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, going, moving on to TV news. Um, Disney has introduced its first Latina princess. And she's adorable. She's super cute. Um, I, I assume she's going to be on Disney Channel. Yeah, I think she's going to be first introduced on... Oh, what's that little princess show they have? On? Sophia the First. Yeah, I think she's getting introduced on that and then getting her own show. Cool. Did you know that Mandy Moore was on Sophia the First as Rapunzel? No. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Yeah, like, Sophia went to Rapunzel for help, and Mandy Moore voiced Rapunzel. That's cool. And, um, taking it one step further, Disney cast an actual Latina actress to voice her. That's awesome! Yeah. Um, I know a lot about Sophia the First because I work at a children's hospital. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so, when I was reading this next one, Christina, I kept reading it wrong. Mm-hmm. 
and I thought you said the Flash was canceled, and I'm like, what? No way! <laughs> like every time I read the outline, I read it wrong. It was weird. <laughs> um. Anyway, Atlantis and In the Flesh have go. been canceled. I'm so upset. I don't know what either of those things are, but they're both um... on the BBC. Ah. In the Flesh just got straight up canceled. It will not be returning. Atlantis is going to have a shortened season to finish up the story. Hmm. Okay. In the Flesh, though, was so good. It was one of my um, obsessions in a previous podcast. Yes, it was. That's true. Um, What was it about? (laughs) So, it's in some sort of near future post-zombie apocalypse, but... Mankind has developed a drug regimen to make it so zombies are, like, rehabilitated and can rejoin society. Huh. But they're kind of treated like a um, minority in that they experience racism. I know it's not racism when it's, like, a zombie, but, like, they experience stuff like that. Prejudices? Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm like, do zombies count as a different species? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um, okay, interesting. That's too bad. It was really good, though, because it had really good um, gay representation on the show. Oh, yeah! I do remember you talking about this, mm-hmm. now that you talk about that. Um, that's interesting. All right. Um, so this next piece of news, I assume you mean the one after the Super Bowl? Yeah, of course. So we are talking about the best lip-sync battle of all time on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon in L.A., Except it's the Tonight the Show. show. <laughs> Just kidding. Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in L.A. after the Super Bowl. Um, and it was a lip sync battle between him, Kevin Hart, and Will Ferrell. And it was amazing. I'm just I, smiling thinking about it. I think my one of my favorites was Will Ferrell's Let It Go. <laughs> um, you know, every time he does lip sync battle, I'm really, really amused by it. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I don't. The first one I ever watched was with Emma Stone, uh-huh. and she did "All I Do Is Win" by Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's by Wiz Khalifa, but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, it was hilarious. Um, I also loved his little cameo surprise. Oh yeah, Drew Barrymore was in it. Mm-hmm. I forget that they're like really, really good friends because he's married to her best friend. Yeah, it's funny. She walked out. I'm like, oh yeah, they're besties. I know, and they were in Fever Pitch together. Yay, baseball. Yay, Yay, baseball. That's the only baseball movie I've ever seen. That and Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, you didn't see Angels in the Outfield? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was pretty good. I wanted them to pick a winner, but they didn't. I thought that on that last song, Kevin Hart brought it. Like, it was just like he was performing the song. (laughs) But didn't he do Roar? Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I wish I could have gone to something like that. It's so cool. Um, you should have gone this week. They're in L.A. Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> not like we're super busy at work or anything. Um, so I'm really excited about this, too. I guess I'm excited about all TV news. Um, Trina McGee will be guest starring on, Boy- on Girl Meets World. Yay! And if you guys don't remember who Trina McGee is, she played Sean's girlfriend, Angela. I loved Angela so much. Me too. And I told you in an earlier episode that the first time I ever heard his ship name was when Corey said to Pangela. (laughs) 
And I'm so excited that Tapangela are going to be back together again. Yay. Yay. Um, so Jennifer Hudson and Rita Ora will be appearing on the Fox show Empire. I keep meaning to watch this because I hear really good things. Yeah, I do. And, and I love Taraji P. Henson. I do, too. I like her in Date Night. I think she's really funny. <laughs> and Jennifer Hudson, she was actually on Smash. I don't know if you remember that. But she was really good on Smash. And she was in Sex and the City movie. And Dreamgirls. <laughs> but I kind of always forget that she was on Smash. And, but she was really good. Um, Christina, you put this next thing on. So why don't you talk about it? Oh, okay. So I saw this on Yahoo one day and was cracking up. It was a clip from Fox and Friends on Fox News. You know, my go-to source for news. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about how Frozen is bad for boys because all the male characters are vilified. And oh, the clip that they showed as the example was when Kristoff was talking about picking noses. Because, mm-hmm. oh yes, definitely a villain right there. And they were talking <laughs> about... It. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about how, like, Disney always vilifies boys and it's not right because kids are watching these movies and Hollywood really needs more male figures for children. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's clear now that no one at Fox News actually watches movies. Or is on earth (laughs) yeah it's like they're complaining that boys need more role models and film and all these movies are just make girls awesome and vilify boys and stuff i'm like what i have no whatever it's like i can't even comprehend like how to form an argument against that because it's just so like out there yeah it is i mean i'm sorry if you guys actually like fox news i can't get behind it I know people do. I don't know anyone that does, other than my grandpa, who's 95, but I understand if you do. Everyone has their own opinions, but really, with this, (laughs) I don't know. It's just crazy, like, what they come up with. with Fox News is I feel like they use journalism as an excuse and try to, like, present both sides to every issue in issues that don't have sides. Right. It's like global yeah. warming. It's like, it's a fact. It's happening. You can't have a, two people arguing about whether or not, like, it's happening. Right. It's true. Um, yeah. If we talk about Fox News, I'm just going to get mad, so yeah. <laughs> we'll just move on from there. Um, Let's talk so, about something more fun. Yeah. Do, so Fresh Off the Boat premiered last night, um, February 4th. Did you watch it, Christina? I watched the first episode literally like an hour ago. I haven't even had a chance to watch it yet. Oh my god, it's amazing. Is it? I'm really excited. Even my mom today was like, did you hear about that new show about the Chinese family? And I'm like, fresh off the boat? (laughs) And she's like, did you watch it? I want to watch it. And I'm like, I I didn't, but I want to watch it for sure. The beginning was a little slow as, like, they're establishing, like, they're, they're moving and who and everyone stuff. is and stuff. But once it started diving into it, it was really good. I'm really excited. The little... Okay. But the little kid in this show is hilarious. 
I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm going to watch it tonight before I go to bed. Because it takes place in like 94, 95. Right. So it's all that glorious like 90s-ishness to it. This is amazing. I'm so excited to watch it. And if you guys listened to our episode, our last episode, we were talking about like, you know, you take a phrase like fresh off the boat, which is kind of an insult for most Asian people, and you like make it awesome. And it's it's really exciting for people like our families that, you know, pe- members of our family really are kind of fobby. Ironically, one, I think the turning point in the episode for me that established, like, this is a show I'm going to keep watching was that it kind of turns serious at the end where this one kid uses a racial slur against the um, Eddie Wong's character. Oh, wow. And the way his parents react to it is the best thing, and you need to watch it. I'm I'm really excited, as I said before. I'm very excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm sure we'll talk about it more next episode when we both finally get to watch more episodes, and it'll probably be one that we often talk about. <laughs> um. So would you like to get into our obsessions? I want to know what your obsession is because I have no idea what like. Is this even a language? I don't get it. It's a okay. So my obsession is Disney Zoom Zoom. Oh, okay. I I thought I said Sum Sum, and I got really confused. <laughs> Disney Zoom Zoom, and it is a a game on your phone, and it's okay. so addicting. It's insane. Like, it's what, like what do you do? You just, like, match all the characters, and then, like, like depending on which character is your Zoom, like, it has different powers. Like, Elsa's will, like, freeze the board, and then, like, you know, the Sven one, the, he'll run across and, like, get rid of all the... It's kind of, like, Tetris-ish. Okay. But, you know, it's all Disney characters. Okay. It's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, okay, here... Here's the, here's the turning point for me. I don't download games on my phone because I tend to get distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I downloaded it on my phone and I can't stop playing it. Oh my god. It's really bad. Um, so yeah, that's my obsession. And I'm not proud of it, but it's awesome. <laughs> and free, which is why I like it. That's always good. <laughs> what is your obsession, Christina? Um, my obsession was the History Channel miniseries Sons of Liberty. And I know a lot of people are complaining that the show wasn't most historically accurate. But, I mean, before like it even aired, History Channel described it as historical fiction. And they wanted to capture the spirit of the era. And it's not about actual events. So huh. I don't get why people are like, well, it's not what actually happened. I'm like, they literally told you before they started filming that it's not going to be, like, sticking to history. Yeah. I imagine it's kind of like Vikings, where, like, it sort of does, but not really. Exactly. It's like they had the Boston Massacre, and they had the Boston Tea Party, and Battle Bunker Hill, and, like, stuff like that. But they have di- different people, maybe ne- not necessarily of places that they were, and it, it was... <laughs> I enjoyed watching it because it was a different feel than you normally get from shows that take place in that time period. Cool. It's a little raw. 
I know I wasn't roaring. I was trying to say rar, but I can't say that word either. More raw? Yeah. No, rar is a word, isn't it? I don't think so. I think that's just rar. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, but also, Neil Fire and Prince Caspian are in it. Ben Barnes has become a better actor, I had to say. Well, it's been like 10 years. <laughs> Ro- roar is a word. I just looked it up. <laughs> Does it mean to roar? No. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ben Barnes and Michael Raymond James mm-hmm. are in it. Yeah, Ben Barnes plays Samuel Adams and um, Neil Fire. <laughs> Neil- plays... Michael Raymond James. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. He plays Paul Revere. Oh, cool. So he gets to do the whole, the red coats are coming, the red coats are coming. Cool. They do have quite the bromance in the show. Love it. That's a reason to watch it all on its own. It's a lot of rather attractive men in long coats. So, you know, it works. (laughs) If long coats are your thing. (laughs) Interesting. I'll have to see if it's on Hulu. I do want to watch it. It's only three episodes, but they're each like two hours. Oh, okay. Huh. Cool. Should we get into our main discussion? Sure. <clears throat> I'm really excited. I like our snarky comments back and forth on that one. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you. Um, so because this is our one-year anniversary episode, we wanted to get back to what we really care about. <laughs> and our main discussion is about Teen Wolf. <laughs> Which is why I told you, if you don't like Teen Wolf, you might as well just turn off this episode now. Pretty much. Um, But those of you who do like it, strap in. It's going to be awesome. We're happy to have you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. I'm really excited. Okay. So, Christina, what is your favorite episode of Teen Wolf? So, I don't know the name of it, but it's the one, like... In the hospital, where Styles gets put in the CAT scan, and he, like, does the switch over to the Nagitsune. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I don't know what it's called, either. I just remember that after that episode aired, everybody was like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's the Nagitsune. I never would have guessed it was Styles. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Um... Yeah, that was a good episode. That whole storyline was like one of my favorite storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite episode is one from season two, actually, um, where it was the Kanama and Matt in the police station. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one? Yeah. I do. I really like that one because it has like Papa Styles and Melissa McCall and everyone trying to like gang up on Matt and who plays an awesome crazy man his name is Matt right <laughs> I think so um anyway it's pretty awesome and I liked it a lot I, it's one of the ones like I was trying to think how I'm gonna pick my favorite episode because I've only really been watching Teen Wolf for about two years mm-hmm. um but I'm like it's the one that I'll actually like go back and watch on its own and be like this is awesome <laughs> Um, yeah. So, favorite character. 
Christina, I think you and I share a favorite character. Yeah, I think everybody shares a favorite character. I mean, based on the screams he gets from at Comic-Con, I think everyone can agree that our favorite character is Styles. Yes. Dylan O'Brien is awesome, and Styles is such a cool... I mean, he's funny, and now he's gotten to do all the drama with being the Nagitsune, and now he's getting back to being, like, fun Styles. And let's all be honest. When we picture ourselves as a character on a TV show, we're always a sassy sidekick. <laughs> are we? Are yeah. we always the sassy sidekick? Yes, we are. Who pictures themselves as like the hero or the romantic lead? It's like, let's be real. <laughs> Some people. Not us. Oh, you mean like you and me. Um, I also really like Lydia. I, I didn't like her at the beginning, but now that she's become like more of a substantial character, I really like her now. I love how her character has developed. Yeah. I I really like her a lot now. Before, I was kind of like, eh, on Lydia, like in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, so your most missed character. I, I just put something. I'm not sure. <laughs> So mine is Jackson, mm-hmm. because I really think that Jackson brought something to the show. Mm-hmm. I I would have liked to see what would happen in his storyline, and I think they sort of just, I mean, obviously they didn't have a choice because Colton Haynes left the show, Yeah. but it was just sort of like, he turned into a werewolf, and he's gone. <laughs> I know, that was so weird. It's like, oh, he moved to London. Yeah, and the way they did it is like they never speak of him again. It's just weird. Yeah, it's like they can't even have like a Skype call or something. It's like Colton has literally been on set. People, come on. Um, but anyway, Colton Haynes is awesome on Arrow, and I really love him as Arsenal. But I miss Jackson and his like sort of snarky, mean comments to everybody. I know. He just owned the fact that he was a jerk so well. I know. It was great. Mm-hmm. And, like, on Arrow, he's not a jerk, which kind of is like, okay, he's just Colton <laughs> in a red leather suit. Aw. Um, so, Christina, do you have a most missed character? My most missed character at the moment, it changes from day to day, but it's Allison. Uh-huh. I really appreciated the dynamic that she brought to the show most of the time. Yeah. And I I don't I just appreciated her as a character. I mean, I don't know why I never pictured her leaving like the way she did. Yeah, I didn't either. I was surprised that she died. I I didn't think that she was going to leave. Although, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode. Um, that, like, er, like early on in the season, our, like, main pairing is Scallison. Whereas, like, later on, after they broke up, it was kind of like, okay, whatever. I kind of like that, though, because it's very realistic high school relationshipness. Yeah, they're, like, so in love, and then all of a sudden, they're like, well, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's interesting, their relationship. And I didn't think that Crystal Reed was going to leave. but It's like, I know that her death made sense for the character if she was going to leave. But I still thought they'd 
figure out some way so like Crystal could come back. Maybe she didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I just, I thought they would leave that door open. Well, it's like what we said with Charmin. They asked him if he wanted to be killed off or just leave. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, I just want to leave <laughs> for a little while. Although, please come back, Daniel Charmin. <laughs> I don't I watch so... the originals because it's boring, but I, I miss you. I was shocked that you didn't put him for your most missed <clears throat> character. I didn't because, you know what? I really miss Jackson. <laughs> Isaac didn't bring a whole lot to the show. I also don't think you've quite accepted that he's gone. Like, you still think, like, oh, he'll come back. No, I pretty much know he's gone. (laughs) But, like, Danny, I didn't put Danny in. I miss Danny a lot. That's because Danny, like, he didn't even get a, oh, he moved. He's just, where'd he go? No one knows. (laughs) He's just stuck in study hall or something. He hasn't even been playing the cross. It's like, come on. I know, right? Maybe I mean he knows, so there's got he's got to be doing something, something mysterious right now. I was waiting for the finale for him to show up, just being like a badass and knowing everything and fixing the whole situation. Yeah. Just like, okay, guys, I've been researching. I've been in the library this whole time. This is what we got to do. I've been in the library this whole time. For the last like few months, I've been sitting in the library. It's like that. It's the one room that they never go into, so obviously that's where he has to be. No, the Kanama messed it up that one time, remember? I'm assuming they remodeled. I hope so. Um, so, as usual, this section got a little out of control <laughs> with our funniest moments of Teen Wolf because everyone knows Teen Wolf is hilarious. <laughs> Would you like to begin? Okay. Um, so. We have our funniest moments of Teen Wolf. <laughs> Starting with swimming in the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> which I think might be Kelly's, one of her top favorites. Oh, it is. It definitely is. <laughs> that was awesome. Just the way he said it, like, so, like, shocked. Swimming in the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh. Um, another one we like is um, when Jackson said she's turning into a werewolf, and Styles goes, "No, a unicorn. Of course, a werewolf, you idiot." <laughs> um, and Christina, I think this is your favorite one. Where do you get your juice? <laughs> My mom does all the grocery shopping. That's like the way he was so innocent and clueless. It was just amazing. The expression on Tyler Posey's face was just so perfect. He was like, I don't get it. He's like, Juice, my mom does all the grocery shopping. And then, like, Jackson's just like, What? <laughs> like, no kid can be this dumb. I also like that he calls him, Okay, little man. <laughs> Uh, see, this is why I miss Jackson. Um, this is actually, this next one, Christina, is the name of my Teen Wolf Pinterest board. Nice. <laughs> Which is, no, you stopped to bake it in a little werewolf of it. I think that is the moment I fell in love with Styles. Yeah. Where he's like, I ate it raw. He's like, no, you stopped to bake it in a little werewolf of it. <laughs> That's like in the second episode or something, isn't it? Yeah, because it's right when he's starting to go through his changes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I have to 
applaud the writers for having a joke in season two and bringing it back again in like season the end of season four i thought it was season one was it season one i think so i, I wasn't sh- sure but i mean how how often do you have a joke that like runs like they for, remember it and bring it back and it's cousin miguel those are always the best jokes yeah, like if you watch the first season, you know they made. Um, I keep wanting to call him Hecklin. Derek! <laughs> I was like, uh, I was waiting for you to get it. <laughs> cousin Miguel, when uh, Danny's over at Styles' house. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when it's baby Derek, they call him Cousin Miguel again. <laughs> and I love that. I think it's really funny. That's like the main reason I want Danny to meet Derek again on screen so he can be like, hey, Miguel. (laughs) And everybody's going to be like, what? It's like, oh, that's how he introduced him as when he was in Styles' bedroom. Yeah, and Styles would be like, oh, right, that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And I like that they brought that joke back. Yeah. Um, So one of my other favorites was Derek in in the pool. When the mm-hmm. cannonball was in the pool or in the pool room, yeah, and he's like Styles, you son of a bitch. I think that scene almost sums up their relationship better than anything. Yeah, it, I mean, it's like Styles be... is trying desperately to do what's right, and Derek is just annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Later, we will be talking about Derek a little bit more, but yeah. Um. Uh, I know you like this fun, Christina. I didn't think it was that funny because I'm pretty sure I did it at some point in high school. When I just Kira... like the way they shot Kira being all super fabulous and sexy and then she just face planted. I'm like, oh, Ate Kira. it, yeah. Yep, that's pretty much what I at did in high school. The best part was when she was on the ground and she just posed. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, supposed to do that. Yeah, it's like, what? That, that wasn't expected? What? <laughs> um, another one that we liked was... um. When they follow Danny into the gay bar, and then he's like, Styles says to his dad, he's like, oh, dad, I have something I need to tell you. Like, he's trying to, like, pretend to come out to his father so that they don't get busted for being there. Yeah, and Papa Styles goes, you're not gay. And Styles goes, I could be. I, not not dressed like that. That's like the best reaction a like character I've ever seen on TV have to someone say you're not gay. Yeah, I could be. Like he's so defensive about it. Like why not? And that was after Styles had that thing that entire episode like earlier. Like, do gay guys find me attractive? Oh yeah. He's like, Danny, do gay guys find me attractive? <laughs> And then, of course, there's that someone needs to sex me right now. <laughs> and I just like how upset he is when he realizes that Danny's not like serious and he's just kidding. He's like, you can't get a guy's hopes up like that. Yeah. It's like me being a virgin is actually like putting my life in danger. <laughs> um, and then, of course, there's the Independence Day speech. That is one of my favorite moments on the entire show because it's just so perfect. Random. It's like 
He can't think of anything else to pump up his players, so he gives them the speech from Independence Day in a flight suit. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And I like how... Was the Mama McCall there? And she's like, what? She's like, is he? <laughs> yeah, she was there. Um, I mean, Coach Van Stock has some the greatest lines. and I don't know. Christina, have you ever seen his stand-up or any Adams? No, I haven't. It's hilarious. Like, that is exactly what he's like when he does stand-up. That's awesome. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen his stand-up, I'd definitely recommend it. It's all on YouTube, and it's hilarious. Like, I just, obviously, I mean, they're the same person, but I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, it's exactly the way Coach Ben's like acts and everything. I just, I like the one time during one of the games where he's just getting all pumped up and he's like, the bigger they are, the bigger they are. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel bad because Coach always gets sort of like, he got an arrow and then he got like... He got infected with that disease. Like, yeah. And then he was the one that was, like, blowing wolfsbane on them in the bus. I mean, like, poor Coach Finstock. I know. I feel really bad for him. I hope he comes back a little bit more in the next season. I'm excited. I love Finstock. <laughs> so what is your favorite supernatural being that's been on Team Wolf so far? I don't even know. You don't know? I mean, I would say werewolf, but that's like an easy answer. I mean, they're all different. There's the ones, there's the alphas, and then there's the nice ones, and then there's the weird ones. I mean, there's all I do have to say, I like on Teen Wolf that we are seeing supernatural creatures that aren't normally the go-to on supernatural type shows. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, also... Okay, so my favorite supernatural character uh, being was the Oni and Nagetsune. And I'm like, it's it was a really cool storyline because we learned about Nagetsune, the Nagetsune. Mm-hmm. And, like, learned about, like, Japanese, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Folklore. I'm like, fables? <laughs> um, and, like, it's cool. Like, I didn't know anything about that before. And it's, I mean... Dylan O'Brien did an amazing job as the Nagitsune. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should have been like nominated for an Emmy or something. Well, he was... I think he was the only person submitted for consideration to the Emmys from Teen Wolf. As he should be. Mm-hmm. Dylan, yay! Um, but I just think like all their different folklore beings supernatural beings and stuff are all really cool like the the berserkers i never would have expected them to look like that that was cool i know like every time a new one comes i'm like whoa that's what it looks like that's crazy a great job by the costume and makeup department over at teen wolf i know and the the way that the oni like evaporate that was pretty cool yeah that was pretty I had said that one of my favorite episodes before I put the Canama episode was the rave episode. Because they, like, come out of the ground and stuff. I was like, what? When I was watching it in real time. Um, or whatever it was. I don't think it was a rave. It was, like, their glow-in-the-dark party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, apparently, Christina can't think of one. Because all her favorite ones are from fanfic. 
And I keep thinking of stuff, and I'm like, nope, that was supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's get to what you really love, Christina. I like that you put in this category and then filled out my answer for me, and then I'm like, yep. So the category is favorite guest star, and I put in for Christina, Ryan Kelly, a.k.a. Deputy Parish. What's it? Jordan Parish. Jordan Parish. <laughs> yep. Love of my life. Mm-hmm. He is hot. Um, and mine is, of course, Daniel Sharman. And I agree with your honorable mention. Yes, our honorable mention is Kiahu Kahuanui as Danny. Um, I'm so excited for Ryan Kelly to be in the season and finally, hopefully, find out what he is. It is bugging me so bad, and it's getting to the point where whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a letdown, because you've been waiting so long. Do you still think he's a phoenix? <laughs> I'm, I'm still sticking with it for now. I don't know. If you get it right, I will, like, <laughs> buy you dinner. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and a drink when I see Lots of drinks when I see <laughs> We'll go have a I like, though, that I guess Phoenix before the whole fire thing. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Christina's obsessed with the hummus place near my work. That's at Disneyland. Yes. So, Christina, if you're right, I'll take you to the hummus place. Yes. <laughs> you're like, that's a prize worth waiting for. <laughs> no, I just need to write Jeff Davis. Like, look, I have a lot riding on this. <laughs> I have a whole plate of hummus right <laughs> So, Daniel Sharman's character, Isaac, wears a lot of scarves. No, he only wore it twice. Um, But at first, I didn't like him. I just thought he was hot. (laughs) But I like the way Isaac, like, developed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know if you're watching The Flash, Christina, are you? No. Oh, but uh, Barry Allen's dad is... Isaac Leahy's dad. Oh, man. If I saw him in anything, I'd just be pissed off. But he's really nice in this one. I know, because I know that it's acting. But yeah. It's like... John John Wesley Ship, I think his name is. Wasn't he in the original Flash? Possibly. Or am I just completely pulling that out of thin air? <laughs> anyway, while you look it up, um, I really miss Charmin. Oh, he played the Flash on the last Flash TV show. Oh, cool. John Wesley Ship, that's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just noticed that, like, this week when I was watching The Flash. I'm like, it's Mr. Leahy! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I-, I think he has an interesting storyline, and I like that he and, and Scott became, like, brothers. And, and I, I like that him. he stuck around when Erica and Boyd abandoned us. Well... They died. I was talking more about the actors. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, they couldn't really help it. Um, and Kiahu, everyone loves Kiahu. Yeah. I mean, he dresses up for Comic-Con. He always asks questions at Comic-Con. They really should just let him be on the panel. They should let him be on the show. Well, that too. <laughs> He's just so fun. I like him a lot. Yeah. He was oh. on um, Hawaii Five-0. He was? Yeah, and I was watching, like, the episode. It was a 
early on in the show's run and i remember watching at my parents house and i'm like oh my god it's danny <laughs> and then um one of the one of the twins was on it in this season it was really weird that he was on without his brother and then another guy was playing his brother i'm like this isn't right yeah oh the carver twins that's what i was thinking of. yeah i think it was charlie i don't remember anyway um yeah they should let danny be on the show Aww. Also, I don't know if you have watched this, Christina, but if you guys watched Tabletop with uh, Will Wheaton, he played Tabletop, and it was hilarious. They played this game called um, Betrayal at House on the Hill. It's like a YouTube show where they play board games together. Oh, and okay. Keanu Kahunui played this this game with Will Wheaton and Felicia Day and those people. And it's hilarious because, like, his little game piece is, like, a little Asian kid. <laughs> and if you guys know anything about the game, it's super fun. You should watch it, Christina. Okay. Um, yeah. So it just made me love Kiahu even more because he was just, like, so into the game. <laughs> and if you know me at all, you know I love board games. <laughs> I really am a nerd. <laughs> I don't know what you were saying the other day about how I made you a nerd. <laughs> you did you made me more of a nerd no yes <laughs> I enabled you to embrace your already present nerdiness Pro- possibly <laughs> uh yeah all I know is that the last time I went to comic con it was in 2008 and I was concerned I would be too nerdy if I wore a Hogwarts sweatshirt oh my god and I'm like, no, that's too nerdy. And I wore it, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Walking around Comic-Con, you're like, wow, what did I do? I'm just so normal. <laughs> um, so the most unexpected twist, because we all know Teen Wolf loves a good twist. Mm-hmm. What is yours? Um, well, I think we agreed on enjoying the twist that Danny knew everything the entire time. I know! That's insane! When he was like, I don't think I could date a werewolf, I was like, what? I like how everybody was just kind of like, wait, what now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Even, even his boyfriend was like, wait, what? (laughs) Just the look on his face is just like, oh, you people. (laughs) I wonder though if... Danny knew the whole time or if um, I assume he found he out from Jackson out. that's my assumption yeah because if your best friend's turning into a cannibal every full moon mm-hmm. I feel like I'd know if my best friend were turning into a cannibal every full moon so you think I know right huh. we'll have to check <laughs> um, also this is totally un- unrelated to the unexpected twist but i think i said this to you before no teenager knows when full moons are that that well (laughs) but then i guess like if you're turning into a different creature every full moon well i don't know about you but the moon cycles were in the planners that they gave us at our high school oh yeah they were i forgot about that the one free thing i got from my high school i know right Hey, we didn't even have a building, so you can't complain. I know. You guys had portables, right? Mm Mm-hmm. We didn't have lockers. We didn't have textbooks. It was so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But 
I can't believe Danny knew the whole time. That's insane. Fun Which is fact, why I want him to um, come back. Huh? Which is why I want him to come back. I know. So the full moon is on the 18th, in case you were wondering. Oh, okay, good. I'll make sure I stay in my house. <laughs> it's Ash Wednesday. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Remember when we used to get Good Friday off of school? We used to get half day on Ash Wednesday. I know. It was awesome. The most awesome part about going to a Catholic university. Yeah. And then one of my professors was like, oh, we're not going to have class tomorrow because it's Rosh Hashanah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have class on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur either. Yay. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Completely off topic. I know. Um, most, what is your most surprising death or fake death? I would, it's not a major death, but I was caught off guard when they killed off the, like, baby bounty hunters. Because I've yeah. been preparing for them to be, like, season-long villains and stuff. And then he just, like, got it, like, through the chest from a berserker. I'm like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, and she was all creepy, like, in the chair. Yeah. That was real creepy. Mm-hmm. I just watched that episode the other night, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I forgot how creepy that was. Um, Yeah, that was surprising, and I expected them to be more of a storyline. Because, like, they were names and characters that were built up before, like, it started airing. Yeah. Like, oh, we and- cast these roles and stuff, and, like, they're kind of big characters to start off that half of the season. It's just like, wait, what happened? I know, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't they just like old people in a baby bounty hunter body or something? It's like they were older than they were portraying themselves to be because um, they like didn't dad had or... been like trying to like find them. Like the FBI had been looking for them. Yeah, they like didn't age or something. It wasn't like a supernatural that they didn't age. They just look young. Huh. Interesting. And they would, like, go to different high schools for a little while and, like, pretend to be high schoolers. Huh. I didn't know that. Okay. I think the implication was that they're, like, normal bounty hunters, and then with the benefactor and all that, they kind of started delving into the supernatural. Ah. That that was my understanding. I could be completely wrong, but I think that's what happened. Interesting. I wish they'd built on that a little bit more. Yeah, so we could, interesting. You know, figure out what the heck is going on. I just remember the look on her face when she realized Parrish was the guy on the list. Like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, How I remember that. How can I kill him right here? <laughs> <laughs> um. So for me, I think the most surprising death for me was Aiden because I didn't think they were gonna kill one twin. I remember thinking that they, like, oh, if they really wanted to be mean, they would just kill one twin, ha, 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 and then they did it. I'm like, yeah, no! you did say that. You told me that, and I'm like, yeah, right, they're not going to just kill one twin. And they did. They pulled a Weasley. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't say that. That's awful. I just saw a post today. Of, what's the mirror in Harry Potter? The mirror of Erised? Yeah. Oh, the one about how Fred always sees himself, but really he sees George? Yeah. Or other way around. Yeah. George always sees himself, but really he sees Fred? Yeah. I know. I, the first time I read that on Tumblr, I think I actually cried. <laughs> you don't understand. Like, when I read that in the book, I, like, actually cried. 
Aww. And it was a book. <laughs> and my friend was like, what happened? And she goes, no, 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 don't tell me. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> anyway, I could talk about Harry Potter forever. So, um, yeah, I was really surprised they killed one twin. Yeah. You know what else was confusing to me? That uh, I almost called her Christina. Lydia was so, like, upset about it. I'm like, you guys were barely together. Yeah. Unless they had, like, this whole off-screen romance that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, your favorite ship. <laughs> Friend or relation. Uh, I feel like Teen Wolf lends itself well to multi-shipping. Oh, it does. I It was hard for me to pick a ship, because there's so many good ones. I don't even think I picked one. I think I just started listing them. <laughs> No, you said your ultimate bro TP forever is Stidia. Yes, I do. They are my ultimate bro TP. I love them. I do love Stidia. I just want, I want them to like solve crimes together and just be awesome. I know. We got a little bit of that this last half a season. That's true. That's true. And I enjoyed the one little bit that we had of um, Lydia and Parrish. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their ship name is. I feel like people latched on to shipping them, like, in a way that, like, I didn't like, and that's why I don't like that ship. Like, I don't think I I actually have, I don't think I actually have anything against the actual ship. Right. I like them as, like, a crime-fighting duo, not as, like, a relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like people were so quick to ship them after one scene in a way that they say that you can't do when it's like a same-sex ship that kind of annoyed me and that's why I didn't like it yeah that makes sense I remember you were kind of annoyed by it mm-hmm. um, my favorite ship is Isaac and Scott as brothers it's pretty adorable Skyzik maybe Skyzik. Um, I thought that was really cute but he was like oh, I'm going to get Mexican food dude I love Mexican <laughs> Which is why, why didn't he go to Mexico then? <laughs> I just think they're so cute together. And like the when they were w- watching over Melissa, mm-hmm. he was like, it was your watch last. I just remember at one of the conventions, like Tyler Posey was trying to make Skyzik be bigger than Steric. I'm like, oh, honey. I think he loved Skyzik too. Yeah. Um, Obviously, everyone's ultimate ship of Teen Wolf is Steric. Um, I feel like Steric... You either ship Steric or you hate Steric, it seems like. I have no feeling towards Steric. I don't, like, ship them, but I'm like, okay. You're Switzerland. Yeah, don't say that. (laughs) I know that's not not what you mean, but it just makes me think of Twilight. (laughs) Wait, do they say that in Twilight? Like, I don't even know. Yeah, there's Team Jacob, Team Edward, and then she's like, stop fighting, I'm Switzerland. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, Steric, I feel like, was the reason I started watching Teen Wolf. I thought Steric was canon until I watched Teen Wolf because of how much people talk about it. And I, then I watched the show, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, back when I used to actually go on Tumblr. 
my Tumblr feed was just dominated by Steric. And I didn't even, like, I'd never watched Teen Wolf before in my life. So I was like, how am I getting all the Steric stuff when I don't even follow anyone that's, like, Teen Wolf related? Yeah, I'm like, oh, it must be a really big deal to that fandom that they're together now. <laughs> and so I think I asked you, I was like, have you heard of this, or have you watched this Teen Wolf show? Mm-hmm. And you had just finished watching it. Uh-huh. And so I started watching it, like, right after you. Because it but, was on Netflix then. Yeah. And now it's on Amazon Prime Video. Ah. Yeah. If you ever want to borrow it, because you know you totally can. I do have the first three seasons on DVD. I know, but I do too, but I don't like to get up and put oh, the DVDs God. in the player. Yeah, to cross the room. <laughs> hey, my DVDs are in a different room. Um, what? Yeah. I was just picturing where I could possibly put them in a different room in my apartment, and I do not have enough room. <laughs> um, anyway, Steric is, I feel like, the foundation of the Teen Wolf fandom. It's the gateway drug. Yeah. And if you watch Teen Wolf, you'll understand why Steric is so important. <laughs> I feel like, because they're just like, I feel like they're kind of like you and me. Where like, they're just like, you're an idiot sometimes. It's like the classic like dynamic that leads to couples getting together in like romantic comedies except that they won't yeah i highly doubt i mean maybe they will i still think that they might hold on to it and then have it happen when they're really 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 desperate for ratings after the show's fallen off <laughs> but i'm assuming the internet will just left break <laughs> yeah the internet will just break and I think the funny thing is, is reading all the, like, plots of Steric fan fiction. <laughs> because you're like, what? Some of them are, like, really good. And, like, a lot of them are like, what? There was one that I read that was, like, I only read, like, the first chapter of it because it was, like, 12 chapters or something. It was, like, Styles is the president's son and Derek is his secret service agent. Oh, my God. Isn't that a Mandy Moore movie? Yes, it was. And then, like, it was really weird. I stopped reading it because I was just like, what? You were reading it? I read the first chapter, which was, like, not that long. Um, Just to give you an idea of how big Steric fandom is, on Archive of Our Own, there are 32,407 Steric fic. Shut up. Seriously? Yes. That's crazy. Um, I mean, power to you, Steric fans. I'm impressed with your vigor. <laughs> um, I mean, they're the, they're the people that, you know, propel Teen Wolf to what it is, I think. so. I mean, they're the ones who won them all those early polls that they're winning and, like, Teen Choice Awards and whatever those things. Yeah, I mean, great. I, Steric is... It's what has propelled Team Wolf to what it is, and I like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing that, like, a fantasy ship has done that for a show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, favorite parent? How can you Team not Wolf? love Melissa McCall? I was trying to think of somebody else. You, because you, I'm it, like, it's Melissa McCall. It's Melissa. I mean, for sure, it's Melissa, with a very close runner-up of Papa Styles. Yes, Sheriff Stilinski. Yeah, Sheriff Stilinski. But I'm like, okay, well now Peter is a fa- is a parent. 
obviously not favorite parent. <laughs> and then there's the guy from Vampire Diaries who plays Liam's dad. A oh, stepdad. Yeah. And then there's Agent McCall. And then there's the there's Kira's parents. Like I'm like, there's a lot more parents. I was on the about show. to say Papa Archon, but he's not a parent anymore. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ouch. 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 Wow. But Papa Argent is so badass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Melissa kicks butt all the time. And who doesn't ship Melissa and Sheriff Zelensky a little bit? Even Lyndon Ashby ships them. Yes. It's awesome. I like that the parents have such a prominent role on Team Wolf. Yeah, I do too. Because, I mean, like, on a lot of shows with teener, teeners, <laughs> teenagers, <laughs> what is wrong with me today? Um, with teenagers, the parents are just like non-existent. Or they're like make a brief appearance in a very special episode. Yeah, but like this one, I mean, Lydia, you see her mom mm-hmm. all the time. And then there's like, obviously Scott's parents, Styles' dad, when she was alive, Mr. Argent. I mean, you see, and Isaac's dad. I mean, you see a lot of parents. I like Kira's parents. Kira's parents are cool. Mrs. Chang. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like her dad a lot. I think he's funny. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to see a show with parents having such a prominent role. I agree. I also enjoyed in like the second episode of the entire series, I think, Melissa says to him, she's like, I hope you're using protection. I do not want to end up on one of those shows with a, with a teenage pregnancy. <laughs> and I'm like, good one. Making fun of your own network. Good job, MTV. That's when you know you have power on a network, when you can make fun of the other shows. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And I think them, like Melissa and Papa Styles, now knowing of the supernatural it makes the show a lot better because they can help. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what made me th- I just thought of that's really good is that episode where they, like, stopped St- uh, Scott's heart. Mm-hmm. Remember? And then Melissa had to pretend that she found out her her son died. That was so good. I know. She was so good. And I then she, she just, was like, walking into the next room just wiping away the tears. And she's like, it looks so real. Um, yeah. I mean, Melissa kicks butt all the time. Yeah. I love her. Um, so what do you think would have happened to Christina if Jackson had never left? I, <coughs> as I choke, um, really <laughs> enjoyed the theory that Jackson was a hail. Which is news to me. When Christina told me this, I was like, what? <laughs> okay. So, you know that he was adopted. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really, they say that his parents died in a car crash, but there were kind of hints that were placed through his storyline that made certain people think that he was a Hale. Like, he recognizes the Hale house when he gets there, and he's been having dreams of the fire. Mm -hmm. And it could be that that is from being a Hale and maybe from being there instead of because of the scratch right that could be 
Uh, that's such an interesting theory. I I wonder. So that for sure was gonna happen? No. I mean, there are things that like people still had to figure out because I mean, it wasn't the fire wasn't long enough ago for him to have been like a baby and then adopted out. So kind of like how would it explain like did he have a connection to the family because he had been adopted out as a baby even though he wasn't at the fire or what happened? Right. Interesting. That's such an interesting theory. Because right after Jackson left, then we got Cora. So it's like, was she, did she pick up his storyline? Right. Speaking of Cora, mm-hmm. we always have to ask this question. What if Teen Wolf <laughs> stopped losing people to the CW? Oh my God. And now HBO, the Carver twins are on HBO. And it's like, you can't blame them because it's not like they're going to a one and done show on the CW. Like, they're doing successful stuff. I mean, um, Adelaide Kane's show is super successful, Rain. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, I love um, Colton on Arrow. Mm-hmm. The only one I can't get behind is my lovely Charmin. I just want him to come back so badly. Um, but do you think that they would have had everybody all together? Or do you think they're bringing people in because they're losing other people? I think they're bringing people in because they're losing other people. I think if they could have kept the core cast from the first season, they would have. That being said, I still think they love and fully embrace the new people that they've brought in. Yeah. That's true. Like, I don't think they would have brought in Kira, but I don't think that makes her any less valid as a character. No, I really like Kira as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, for the most part, I like all the characters that they bring in for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. But it is sort of sucky that they keep losing people. <laughs> um, Liam yeah. is a character I think they would have brought in regardless because I think they want that younger role. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, you're doing some great segues, Christina. I'm not even doing it on purpose. Um, so, what role do you think Liam and Mason are going to play in the new season? I'm ex- Other than awesome. I know. I love Mason so much. I know. Especially now that he kind of knows what's going on. I don't know that he knows. I feel like... Next time we see him, he'll have a better understanding of it. Because I feel like after what he went through, he's going to be like, dude, what the what F the just hell? happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I do like that he tried to help Liam as a friend, even though he didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, that's true. And he's the one that um that stopped the DJ from playing the Wolfsbane music, right? Yep. Yeah. Good job, Liam. I mean, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So what do you think they're going to do in the new season? Um, I think Liam will be part of Scott's pack. And come into, I hope he like kind of comes into his own and learns a little bit, like has his own storylines more, you know? Yeah. I want to see more of him and his stepdad because that was interaction I really enjoyed. Yeah, me too. And I like him and Mason together. I think they're fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I love when Mason's like, because probability is mo- someone on your team plays for my team. <laughs> and then everybody's like, where's Danny? I know. Although he might be a little old for Mason. Well, I mean, at the most, they're, what, 
three years apart? Yeah, except not it's, because it's Teen Wolf, nothing matters. Because Dylan Sprayberry is literally sixteen years old. I know. Ugh. That's insane. Since when do teenagers play teenagers on TV? I know. When the OC was on, I'm pretty sure like all those people were like into their twenties. I mean, a bunch of the guys on Glee were turning thirty. Oh yeah, for sure. Corey was like thirty-two. Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, hey, if you can find real teenagers to play teenagers, power to you. Props. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited for the new season, and I can't wait. I hope that Dylan gets uh, put into the opening credits. But as I said before, you never know because Charmin was a regular, and he wasn't put in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I care about is finding out what parishes. Yes. Like I'm actually like sometimes when I think about it, I stress. <laughs> that's awesome. Um. I know. I think that's sort of just like the question on everybody's mind. Before it was, who the hell is the benefactor? Mm-hmm. And now it's, what the hell is Parrish? Like, it's almost like, it's. I know it's not crucial to like the show or the plot line at the moment, but the fact that they haven't wanted to tell us is like annoying me to the point where it's like, I need to know. Yeah. That's true. They gave like Ryan Kelly like the chance to find out like what he was and I think he turned it down. Really? Good for him. I think he was like bugging them a lot and they're like, do you really want to know? And he's like, no. (laughs) I mean, I I like when when the, I mean, not exactly at the same time, obviously, but when the actor finds out sort of with the, with the fans. Mm -hmm. Obviously he'll know when he shoots it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. He's as surprised about it as we are. Mm Mm-hmm. So one of the things I think is really interesting is that, like, for some reason, people are really obsessed with, like, Teen Wolf and, like, the sexuality of Styles and, like, whether or not Styles and Malia have sex. And it's really weird to me. Like, why is everyone so obsessed with it? Well, I understand the part about wanting to know Styles' sexuality just because of what you talked about on the podcast before about the underrepresentation of bi characters on TV. Right. This obsession, though, with the Stilia sex thing, though, kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Why are you teenagers thinking about that? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I think um, Shelly Hennig made a good point where she was like, what does it matter? They're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. They really like each other. Like, who cares if they're having sex? I, like, don't care if they're having sex now. The thing that made me uncomfortable was maybe having it in the basement at a mental asylum. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And I think she said that that was not the case. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, did they? And she's like, she's like, no. And then she's like, oh, you mean like always or just then? <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird obsession that I feel like people were really obsessed with this summer. Mm-hmm. But I think now that we've seen them together, we're a little less like, oh, I wonder. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people this summer were really just wondering what Malia's role was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I I actually kind of like her a little bit more now. 
And sorry to the Stelia fans, but honestly, do we think any relationships that they're starting up right now are going to last? No. Because it's like Scott and Allison, like they're high schoolers and they really like the people they're with at the moment, but it's you don't always yeah. end up with your high school sweetheart. Yeah, this is high school. Yeah. And the Styles' is first relationship. Aww. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I feel like this is a, a constant thing with all the Teen Wolf fans. If Greenberg. we will ever see Greenberg. Greenberg. Um, Christina, do you remember? I don't know if I told you this. Maybe I didn't tell you. But okay. Christina and I bought each other te- uh, Beacon Hills lacrosse sweatshirts oh, yeah, one year. And they had one. Like, I got Leahy. She got Zelensky. And I said, oh, there's one that's Greenberg. And I'm like, I kind of wanted to get that one for you, because Greenberg. Greenberg is awesome. And I, I think we were talking about it yesterday, where it's like, one day they're just going to pan over and Greenberg's going to be super hot. <laughs> As all people are on Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. If all these hot men were in my high school, psh. <laughs> I think Greenberg was a if I remember correctly, was a creation of Orny Adams. Like, he just wanted someone to keep yelling at off screen. Really? I think so. That's awesome. Um, again, more reason to love Orny Adams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I really hope we get to see Greenberg, like, in the series finale or something. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, like, um, <laughs> Wilson in Home Improvement. Yes. We're like, you never see him, and then in the series finale, he finally shows his face. Yeah. That's what Greenberg reminds me of. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. I want Greenberg's reveal kind of be like um, Boy Meets World when they're graduating high school, and Minkus is like, I was over there. And they're like, oh, we don't go down there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> oh, Minkus. <laughs> The other hall that isn't built because it's not a part of the set. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Overall, I think, obviously, as you can tell from this episode, Christina and I are just super stoked about it starting again. This is seriously, like, one of my favorite shows. I know. It's and a, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to say it, but it really is. And I, like, constantly feel like I'm defending it. Like, no, it's really good. I know. Oh, and I even dressed up as Allison at WonderCon in Anaheim last year. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, wearing, like, an Allison outfit. And this girl was like, aren't you the girl from Teen Wolf? And I'm like, yeah, I am. Oh, Not and like- also, I think we should um, have congratulations to Tyler Posey for becoming a co-producer on the show. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Awesome! Congrats, Tyler Posey. That's pretty cool. So grown um, up. I know, he's so grown up. Yay. Oh, you guys are growing up. He's, he's gone. So fast. He's come so far from made in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> and the paperclip in his pocket. Aww. Aww. Um, Him and Voldemort. Anyway. What? Him and Voldemort. Yes, Voldemort. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. weird connection. Uh, Jennifer Lopez plays his mom, and in that new Jennifer Lopez movie, mm-hmm. her son 
is young Derek Hale. Really? Yes. That's funny. I know. Weird, weird connection, right? Mm-hmm. But I was, I was watching the trailer, and I'm like, hey, that's the kid from Teen Wolf. <laughs> I forget his name, but he was in um, Hunger Games, too. Um, so, on a more serious note, we should get into our second discussion, because it's been about two hours already. <laughs> um, so I came across this article, I, I watched Switched at Birth on ABC Family, and I really like the show, I think it's really cool. Um, and then I came across this episode, uh, this, um, article yesterday on BuzzFeed, and I brought it to your attention, Christina. Because it was an episode, this week's episode was about um, uh, campus rape. Mm-hmm. And basically, if you guys don't watch the show, which I'm sure a lot of people don't, um, what happened is the main character, Bay, gets drunk at her sister's dorm party, and um, her ex-boyfriend's there, and she wakes up the next morning with her underwear on the floor next to her ex-boyfriend. And the next episode is kind of told in two different perspectives, where one is Bay's perspective, where she's stopping him and telling him, no, I don't want this, because she has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And the other perspective is his, where he's like, you didn't stop me. Like, you instigated it. Mm-hmm. And kind of the turning point of the episode is when Bay's telling her mom about her friend that couldn't remember what had happened at this party and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, it's really sad. And she goes, why? And she goes, it's really terrible that your friend was raped. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of was the turning point. And, and Bay said something to her boy, ex-boyfriend. And he's like, I can't believe you would think that about me. I would never do that. And up until that point, the ex-boyfriend character had been portrayed as a really nice guy like the kind of guy who would like you know walk you to your car at night to make sure you're safe and like things like that like a really 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 nice guy Mm -hmm. and so it just goes to show you that it can kind of be anyone and happen to anyone well it's like i was reading this article one time about um they gave a bunch of college-age guys a like questionnaire and it's like these aren't the exact numbers but it was along the lines of like 11% of college-age guys said that they would rape a girl. They would? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it went up to, like, 35% or so. It's like, well, they wouldn't say that, but they might force a girl to have sex. It's like, that's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like this episode is kind of like a... It's a multi-episode arc. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's interesting. I thought it was really interesting because even when she, when the mom said, oh, it's a shame that your friend was raped, I was like, whoa, they actually went there. Mm-hmm. And um, on TV, like when we were growing up, it was always like even more when we were older, but it was like always the no means no. But now it's really evolved to the yes means yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you are unable to say yes, then it's no. Or even if you say yes and you're not in a state of mind to really understand what you're saying, then it's still, at least in California, that's still not consent. Yeah. And anyway, so in the episode, um, Bay tells her brother, and her brother is dating a school administrator at her ex-boyfriend's university. 
and he tells his girlfriend and now in the next episode she's legally obligated to tell the school authorities mm-hmm. or to notify authorities and that's I mean it needs to be brought to somebody's attention and especially in college when everyone gets like kind of crazy on the weekends and stuff I feel like it's a lot more prominent at least I've noticed among college kids then you know no means or yes means yes with other outside of that I feel like this generation though that's kind of in college now is a lot bigger on taking actions to almost self-police yeah. Like, it's not like waiting, like, oh, what will the school do? It's like going and telling the school that they need to do something. Yeah, which definitely. Which I think is great. I know. And, I mean, the more we learn about it, you guys, the more people will be reporting it. And the, you should say something if it's happened to you or you know someone that it's happened to. Say something to somebody because you could be helping a future person that could have the same problem. I mean, it's the most underreported crime in this country. Because people, I feel like, don't realize that it is. Yeah. Like, what happened is actually rape. Like, there's this idea that people have, like, oh, this girl's lying about it to get back at her ex-boyfriend. It's like, that's, like, a soap opera thing that doesn't, like, happen, happen in real life. life yeah. Any substantial rape. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I And also, like... It's a. We were talking about this yesterday, Christina. That like, this like special episode, is interesting because when we were younger, it was like, the special episodes on TV were like, you know, don't talk to strangers because they could snatch you, and like things like, like that. I was thinking about it after we were talking. I think the big, very special episodes when we were younger, like the big kick was don't drink and drive. Yeah, it was. I I can't. It was on Growing Pains with Matthew Perry. <laughs> what? Matthew Perry played Tracy Gold's like boyfriend, and he had a drinking problem, and he got in like a car accident and wrapped his car around the tree and died or something. Shut up! Seriously, Matthew Perry was on Growing Pains. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But I, it was just things like that about don't drink and drive and don't smoke. Like, those are the big, very special episodes. Like, that and how to deal with parents getting divorced. Yeah. And, and it's sad that it's come to something much more serious. Like, I don't want to say serious because all of that is serious. But it's, like, more violent almost. Because, okay, parents getting divorced, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, there's ways to cope, but you can't, like, prevent it. It's almost though it's like our generation has grown up, like, learning how to deal with those issues publicly, whereas the generations before us didn't deal with those publicly. So now we're moving on to the next step, and it'll just keep kind of building so that people don't have to deal with certain issues, like, in the shadows anymore. Yeah. And which is what I'm we were saying about this. Don't don't let it just be swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. You need to say something. It's important because 
I mean, you could be saving somebody else Mm -hmm. and getting closure for yourself. At least, like, talk to someone you trust about. Like, you don't, like, need to, like, go down to the police station or something if that's not what you need to do for yourself. But, like, just, like, get help. Exactly. Confide in somebody you trust or tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a, I was actually thinking about this too, Christina. My sister was at a bar recently and she saw this girl was drinking and then she was with this guy and she said, the next time I turned around, the girl's head was on the table and she was like totally unresponsive. And the guy was acting like nothing was wrong. And she's like, I got up and was like, what's wrong with her? And he goes, nothing, nothing, nothing's wrong with her, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, something is wrong with her. You need, to, like, what did you do to her? And he's like, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. She's just really drunk, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, like, this whole thing escalated. They were yelling at each other. And my, my sister's husband just called the cops. And the paramedics came, and this girl was taken away, and the guy was questioned by police. I mean, like, you, we don't know what happened to her, obviously, but you could have potentially saved her life. Like, you need to be able to not have, like, that bystander effect. You can't be so afraid of Speaking making up. a scene. Yeah. Yeah, speak up, say something. If you know somebody, or if it's happened to you, say something. Speak up and tell somebody, because it's really important. And I think this is a really good episode, or story arc, especially for ABC Family. Yeah. Which is pretty mainstream. And it's good, because that's, like, the target audience. Yeah, and, like, I I think even in the article I sent you, like, that said that Switched at Birth often does, like, pretty hard-hitting episodes. Like, if you guys don't know the show at all, it's about these two girls that were switched in the hospital, and one is deaf and one is hearing. And so they deal with a lot of, like, prejudices with the deaf community. Mm-hmm. And, like, this, like, um, Bay's brother Toby, Lucas Grabiel, which is why I started watching the show, uh-huh. has, like, a gambling problem. And, like, things like that. Like, it's important that you guys learn about these things and know that they're out there. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to college. Be safe. Um, stick yeah. with your friends. Yep. Yep. Find a Christina and stick with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Well, not that, but we met each other in college <laughs> because Christina called me. Yep. <laughs> not exactly the same thing. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I just think it was an important topic to bring up on the podcast. I don't know the target demographic of our podcast who actually listens to this like how old they are or whatever i wish i knew that would be cool that'd be a cool thing to track kind of creepy but i know just to know if you're like you know 18 to 25 and then like 25 to 40 or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to know because no one ever emails us <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um yeah that's our little psa for I guess we don't do them very often. (laughs) 
but it it is an important topic. Mm-hmm. So moving on um, to episode MVP. Do you have an episode MVP, Christina? Um, do I? Did I write one down? Nope. Nope. Then I don't have one. <laughs> All right. So our episode MVP is you guys, our listeners, because you let us talk at you for a year and haven't complained at us yet. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so thank you all. It's awesome. I'm really stoked that we made it to a year and thank you all for listening. It, uh, Christina brought to my attention that we could track where the, um, the countries in which the podcast is downloaded. And it's pretty cool. We're downloaded in like 33 different countries. Mm -hmm. That's really sweet. Yeah. Um, So thank you to all of you who aren't in the U.S. too, who have been listening to us. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. We hope one day to visit wherever you're from. (laughs) That would be fun. (laughs) Maybe one day when we get famous and can afford that. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, Yeah. So... Thank you guys for being our episode MVPs. We love you. Um, ship moment. I have no idea what you're trying to say, Christina. Oh, uh, Dum Dum Dugan from the Captain America movie was uh-huh. on Agent Carter this week. They brought back the Howling Commandos. Oh, okay. And I very, very much ship him and Peggy. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> when I read Dum Dum, uh, it makes me think of the Easter Island thing. Dum and... Dum, give me gum gum. Yeah, in the uh, Night at the Museum. <laughs> gum gum, Dum Dum. <laughs> so I'm like, what? <laughs> I really should watch that show. I'm just so behind on everything. You need to support Agent Carter because the ratings are slipping and we can't let Marvel think that we don't want a female-driven TV show. I know, I'm just so behind on everything. <laughs> just DVR it, at least. I do! Yeah, because then that counts towards viewership. Okay, I will do my best. I'm sure my one DVR will help the rating. <laughs> well, it's the only way we can contribute besides, like, social media. That's it's true. it's not like we have a Nielsen box. That's true. The way they do ratings in modern time is just so dumb. It is dumb. I think that you should count people watching it on like hulu and stuff yeah you should definitely because i know like i share a hulu account with my best friend and she watches most of her shows on hulu mm-hmm. um she doesn't have a television in her room and she just watches it on on hulu and it's way easier <laughs> um so my ship moment i'm so excited for this was clean Yay! Clean is back! Um, if you guys watched Glee last week, they were trapped in a fake elevator that Sue put them in um, to try and get them back together. And, like, this creepy, like, saw-looking doll oh, God. <laughs> came out and was like, you... It was dressed like Sue. It was, like, in a tracksuit oh, and a tricycle. <laughs> it was really creepy. Oh. It was, like, on a tricycle. And, um... She was like, I will let you guys out of here when you kiss. <laughs> and they're like, we're not doing that, so forget it. And the whole episode, they were in this elevator together. Mm-hmm. 
And finally, she was like, you have to do it. You have to kiss. And they did. And you could tell that it was like they remembered how wonderful they were together and all that. And it was really cute. And I'm, I really want them to get back together because, as I've said on this podcast before, if they're not together by the end, I am going to pitch a fit. <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed if they don't put them together in the end. Aww. Seriously, if they don't end with a clean wedding, I'm going to to kick some ass <laughs> um yeah so this is our first little like maybe clean is coming back tidbit and i'm really excited i will hope for you thank you i appreciate that <laughs> um yeah anyway <laughs> as always you can follow us on twitter our twitter handle is a l n m podcast Christina is A-L-N-M Christina, and I am at A-L-N-M Kelly Lee. For a second, I forgot what it was. I could tell by the pause. <laughs> um, we are also on Tumblr at alnmpodcast.tumblr.com. I am at callmechristinae.tumblr.com. And if Kelly's ever there, she's at xoxokellylee.tumblr.com. That I am. Sometimes. Um... <laughs> You can follow us on Facebook by searching for A Little Nerd Music Podcast and liking us. You can also click the link on the top of our page if you are friends with us. And you can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Yay, do it. Um, you can email us, and please do email us and tell us what you think and your favorite things of the about the podcast in the past year. Um, our Email address is alnmpodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you all. And you can also find us on Instagram at alnmpodcast. Um, we also encourage you to go on our Tumblr and continue to vote for the Fandom Academy Awards that we posted. Um, we've had a great turnout so far. Mm. I'm really impressed. And um, I've been keeping track of the winners, and I'm really happy with them like it's a good representation I, yeah i've been impressed how it's kind of spread out across the different fandoms yeah so please keep voting you guys you could still win that prize uh, th- i didn't mean for that to rhyme <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for in the past year getting us to 760 downloads Crazy. that's awesome i'm so excited for that um join us in a few weeks for episode 25 our oscar episode we will be talking about the academy awards the real ones and we'll be revealing the winners of our own fandom academy awards yay yay and we'll probably also announce the winner of the of the prize and what the prize is i almost said what the what the prize was (laughs) but anyway we will announce the winner of that prize um so yeah Join us in a few weeks. We hope you all have a great few weeks. Thank you all for listening for the last year. Yay. Yay. And happy podcast anniversary, Christina. Happy podcast anniversary, Kelly. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Jamie is probably feeling
just fine And I'm still